0: Quantum Kickflip is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally
1: grown, community supported.
2: Previously on Quantum Kickflip.
1: The the route to popularity goes right through Prismadia, and and we've already been there. We were just there the other day. Like I don't think there'll be any problem. Yeah, straight shooting.
2: No urgency in the plane of Prismadia was a damn lie.
3: All right, all right, everybody, stay calm. We can we can do this. We, we're we're a crew now, and we we got each other's backs. Go, oh God. Uh. I am scanning for possible exits out of Prismadia. Well, scan faster. We gotta go.
2: Welcome to the plane of Empyrean, pals. Staying in the plane of Empyrean for any extended period of time typically requires logic binders.
4: In my other gear, I have something that is just nebulously titled Something You Shouldn't Have.
2: Yeah, okay. I will let you have this logic binder. Uh, I do like the idea that it is limited to... One, and the five of you successfully managed to kick into nth gear and punch through this thin zone out of Empyrean. At this moment, I would like one of you to roll 2d6.
3: Oh no, that's double ones.
2: In an instant, you're through and all you can comprehend at first is Heat. You've gone from a barely comprehensible dream to a painfully tangible nightmare. Welcome to the plane of Calorium. everybody, and welcome back to Quantum Kickflip, a Slug Blaster Actual Play Podcast. My name is Lena. I am your host and your Slugmaster. And with me are five of my best and funniest friends in the whole world. And they're going to introduce themselves and their characters to you right now. And what I want to know about your characters today is what's their ideal weather like? You're all in temperature controlled uh, mega towers. Maybe you haven't seen a sunny day, but uh, would you like that? Or are you in autumn?
0: <laughs> Hi, my name is Michael Vetch, and I'm here today playing Walt and Wick, the chill playbook with the robot companion. Uh, and I think Walt really appreciates the days where, where there's a nice rain and you can hear it bounce off the buildings, but the acidity levels are quite low. <laughs> like, it's a pretty balanced rain. It doesn't burn quite as much of the exterior of buildings or people or structures of all sorts. So I, I think that's the ideal, a, a balanced pH rain. <laughs> mm, yes,
2: yes. The rain that's not dangerous. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. Safe rain, as they call it. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello, I'm Liam. I play Helix Pinnacle, the smarts playbook with the hard light board. Uh, and I think uh, the ideal weather for Helix, because he is uh, he's, the, he's, hes a perfect operable specimen... Uh, and so I think it's not so much that he has ideal weather, it's that he is ideal for all weather, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that there are very few uh, conditions he cannot f- find himself comfortable in. Um, <laughs> it'd have to be like full-on toxic smog or, or you know, radiating thousand-degree heat uh, to, to really uh, uh, rustle his Jimmy's. So oh, he <laughs> he is ideal for all weather.
2: <laughs> Heat's Bad for Helix. Oh shoot! I should have taken a note. Okay.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Hi, my name is Glenna. I play Brinley Zerk. She is the guts playbook. She has a gravity blaster, which is a gauntlet on her hand. I feel like she would be at her best in like a warm, sunny, maybe maybe there's a beach nearby kind of situation. But has never experienced her- that personally because she lives in Operaeplum. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Hello, my name is David Ray and I play Trevor Four, who is the Heart Playbook. I think Trevor's uh, preferred weather is actually. Uh, clear days, like when there's like less clouds, th- that means there's less radio frequencies bouncing back at them. And there's not that interfere because you know, like how you if you hold electronics near each other, they'll interfere and it comes through and interferes with phone calls. That's happening to them if it's cloudy out. So mm. uh, probably th- this whole run since, you know, he- they've been outside of uh, Opera Ableum, you know, it's oh this is like, Having fresh air all the time. This is like, oh my mm-hmm. I, I can think straight, you know?
2: It's like mm-hmm. achy joints, but <laughs> in,
3: in <laughs> but, your brain. Yeah. In your brain, yeah. Oh my aching receptors.
2: Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Robin. I'm playing Maybelline Zandros the Grit playbook. She is originally from Thenaspar, so I think her ideal weather is hot and humid. I think uh, that she unlike most people that I know, myself included, uh, loves like when the the air is like thick and humid and just like breathe it in soup a little bit. That's that's the <laughs> ideal reminds her of home. Um, and I don't think she gets that at all in operable. Like the, the climate control doesn't come anywhere close to that, even in the like greenhouse. I don't think they can quite replicate it. It's like a, a crude <laughs> imitation. Um, so I think, you know. Her her signature device is the photonic jacket. It's her arborist robe and it's got a bunch of cool stuff it can do, partially for like cool slug blaster utility, but mostly and more importantly, because she's constantly chilly in this dimension. Um, that is <laughs> that is the point of the signature device. It's it's constant chill. That's my playbook.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: And as I said, I'm Lena. I am your slug master. As long as the weather is such that I can dress so that I can't be perceived, uh, then I'm good. Uh, I just want to wear all the clothes all the time. Um, So I think my ideal weather is an audio medium, apparently. (laughs) Um, Does that make sense? No. Uh anyway, um I am a little disappointed that none of you said that your ideal weather was a literal fire dimension given what happened in our last session. Um so that's too bad. Um, you did sort of, uh, have some shenanigans over an Empyrean, and I thought I was doing you all a favor by giving you, like, kind of like a beach episode, but just, like, cranking it up to 11.
0: Um, <laughs> that was the beach episode? Yeah, this is the beach episode, <laughs> I
2: decided. <laughs> I
0: don't know if you've ever watched a beach episode of, us, of anything.
5: <laughs> <laughs> or a hell episode.
2: <laughs> it's hot. Like, beach. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I may have made a horrible mistake, and we're about to find out. Let's play some Slug Blaster. <laughs> so, the five of you... We're trying to get to Popularia to go to Dibocon, uh the Daibokin convention that uh, Wolt was particularly excited about. Um, you got a little sidetracked and found yourselves in Empyrean. Uh, which was a very strange sort of dimension, and you found yourselves there without the proper protective gear. Uh, You didn't have logic binders. Things got real weird. Your perceptions got all mixed up. Uh, I mean, I guess you had one logic binder to pass between the five of you, but, you know, I guess it's better than zero, but it's not as good as five, you know? (laughs) Um, Additionally, because you didn't have the logic binder, you know, it was sort of like pulling away at your logic and math, Uh, And so keelback was kind of always a threat while you were an Empyrean. You did manage to find a thin zone. You did manage to get out. Now you find yourselves in another strange dimension without the proper protective gear. Uh, You're in Calorium. This is a place that, I mean, first impression, hot. So unbearably hot. The sky is this matte, hazy featureless yellow is it ash is it clouds is that just what the sky looks like who's to say it's too hot to tell um if there's a sun behind there it must be massive like there's a field that looks a little bit brighter than the rest of the sky um but it is far bigger than what you assume a sun might look like um Maeve would definitely know that's too big um (laughs) The ground is very, very bright, and it's causing a lot of strain for you because it is like a carpet of red glitter uh, from the coals and the embers on this ground. Uh, And it is jagged with ridges and cliff sides and mountains and plateaus and hoodoos, and it's hot. Again, you don't have the proper protective equipment. You need hasware to survive the like billion degrees that Calorium is. So you find yourselves in a similar situation that you were in before. So I am once again setting up the progress track that we had last time of exit. Once you check off all four marks of that track, you can find a thin zone, you can punch through, get home without needing to roll. In Empyrean, I had also set up a danger track, an 8-mark track of Peelback. You're also going to get a danger track for Calorium. That danger track is hot. Oh, no. Once all three of those tracks are marked, which is a a little bit shorter than the danger track of Peelback, I'm going to start peeling y'all back. And uh, it's not great here. It will be especially not great if you find yourself forcefully thrust back um, through the thickness of reality back to your own dimension.
3: Are, are these individual tracks or is this hot, like, if if three of us fail once each, we're out? Or is it just an individual track
6: each?
2: Um, this is a group track because <laughs> it's hot.
6: <laughs> okay. okay. And maybe right. I'll
2: give this to you as well just to give you sort of a... a, a a direction to go in. I described the sort of general area of calorium. I think you find yourselves uh, at sort of the side of a big canyon. The edge of the canyon is sort of rounded out and spilled over, almost like, think of like a wave with foam crashing over, but it's all rock because this is just how it hardened. Big, big canyon in front of you, uh, a cliff on the other side, hoodoos are like platforms dotted from one to the other. On the other side, you see what looks like some sort of weird green bubbling water. And Trev 4, I think I'll give this to you. Okay. I think you have a prime directive of getting home, right? Typically, when your rental cycle is up, you know that kicks in and you go home. I think because of the danger you find yourself in, because I'm also aware you're a robot, can robots peel back? (laughs) (laughs)
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: well, is some real do androids dream of electric sheep? Shit, like the the nature of the <laughs>
3: soul kind of stuff. <laughs>
1: because <laughs> it's I, metaphysical, I don't know. If
3: peel back as necessarily possible, and the, this is my pitch for it: is because other items can be brought from other dimensions, and they stay just fine.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, uh,
4: point of a, order: yes, Ooh. we have previously peeled back robots in quantum
6: kickflip. Oh.
2: Oh, yeah, we oh. have. <gasps> wow, season one finale coming back to save your life, trev For <laughs> oh. oh, Dip. Glenna, okay. Glenna, lawyer B, Robots peel back.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> glenna, the law playbook. <laughs> maybe they have, like, resistance kind of thing. Like, maybe they're harder to peel back, but, like, in an extreme circumstance, like, a literal hell dimension, it it is possible.
2: Yeah, okay, so I think that'll be on the table, but what I'll give you, Trev4, is that your prime Mm -hmm. directive to get home kicks in, and I I, I,
3: I yeah. would imagine it's also to protect the people I'm with. Like, like yes, returning home is always there, but I think the higher priority one would be just, oh, we cannot stay here. This is not survivable. All my like readings yeah. are like, sentient kind cannot live in these conditions. So I'm just like, oh, no.
2: What I'll say is, you do have that prime directive kicking in to go home. However mm-hmm. much that supersedes your directive to take care of the others, I will completely leave up to you into the improv of the moment. All you know is that home... "Quote unquote" is on the other side of the canyon,
3: and, and like, what, what what kind of reading is telling me that it's on the other side? Is there like a, a certain giveaway? Is it like a difference in temperature? Like, I'm re- uh, what what's giving me that feedback?
2: Whatever the same feedback is that when you're you know in floor six hundred of web gets you to floor two twenty one and back to your shop, it's kind of that feeling. So if it's like oh, a I location see. ping or something like that, okay. it's that and the best you can pinpoint it is other side of the canyon.
3: Friends, I feel not good. I feel fire. We must escape. Uh, Home is that way, and I'm pointing across a canyon. (laughs) It seems like we are going to have to jump. <laughs> yeah, how,
1: how jumpable does this canyon look,
5: huh? Um, yeah, I believe they said the hoodoos were like platforms across the canyon. Yes. From one gotcha. side to
2: the other, probably too wide, but there are platforms that like will take you across.
5: I have analyzed and
3: I think I have a safe route and I'm going to start heading that way. And mm-hmm. like I'm going to I'm going to set off a little like signal so like I- I'm imagining it might be hard to see across with all the smoke and uh, heat anyways that it might be difficult so I'm going to like have a little beacon on my head just like uh, a, that's just a small light that uh, you can maybe follow and mm-hmm. uh, uh, start taking off I suppose.
1: Alrighty. I, I got a pitch for our first uh, crew expense. If we the you know first time we get a little money rolling in, uh, Hazware. We need Hazware, apparently. <laughs> Agreed. I guess Trev seems to know where he's going. Should we, uh, I I mean, looks like he's mapping a path.
5: Yes, I think we should follow Trev. He seems to know where he's going. And I'm feeling quite disoriented. So anyone with even an inkling on the direction we should head, I'm inclined to follow them.
6: Then
1: let's get boosting out of here. I have an uh, idea just before we take off. Uh, So we don't lose each other in this place. I'm worried about, you know, with the smoke and the ash and the everything. I'm assuming Dave's going to have to make a roll here to cross the canyon. Before we Mm -hmm. follow after, can I uh, roll to use my hard light upscaling to create some sort of uh, just something for everyone to hang on to? Um, Like a big hard light chain coming out of my jacket uh, so we can all sort of stay linked as we move through this dimension?
2: Yeah, totally.
3: Sweet. So would it be like Trev4 is like leading the way you're kind of trying to follow me as closely as possible and the others are... Keeping up that way,
1: yeah. I could even toss you one end of the of the hard light chain, and and everyone else could grab the other kind of thing.
6: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. Just to kind of basically like when you see a stressed out parent at a mall who has uh, or like (laughs) the people who work at daycares and they have the kids on a big long like kid tether uh, that they have to hold while they cross the street. Yeah, Yeah. one of those. But for cool slug blasters. (laughs) (laughs)
6: So cool.
1: (laughs) I'm going to use a D6 from my uh, photonic jacket. And can I use some crew resources crew? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. What do we got? It would be our last add. d6. Are we okay with that, or do we want to save that? We should save that no, for a the...
2: Well, for I what? Use it now.
5: Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, <laughs> is, okay. you're not saving it for the fire chasm. I don't know what we're saving it for. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair.
2: There is also a hype kick just to put that on your radar too.
1: That's what I'll do. I'm going to use two uh, d6 from my jacket to make sure this gets done. Um, however, I will also use a the cruise uh, kick. Obviously what I'm rolling to do here is just keep us tethered and not necessarily get us any closer. But if I mark a kick here, can this also mark our progress track? Of course. Beautiful. Uh, then I'm rolling with 3d6 uh, to create this cool slug blaster tether. <laughs> <laughs> Starting off the night great with two sixes.
2: Oh, let's Ooh. go describe this hard light upscaling.
1: Uh, so yeah, Maeve kind of, I think she's, she's done upscaling coming out of the arms of her robe before and I think it's a similar thing here where out of one arm comes a short length of just like big chunky hard light chain links forming a chain kind of coming out of out of her arm uh one of them is shorter uh and she you know throws that forward to Trev and one of them is longer which she lets trail behind her for everyone else to sort of grab onto
2: amazing Uh, with your kick, you will absolutely mark the progress track of exit because you rolled a six. You are not, uh, gonna mark the danger track of hot. And additionally, um, while problems may mark the danger track, there is no risk of anyone getting separated as they try to make it across this chasm.
5: Yes. Mm -hmm. Until someone falls and then we all go with them. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> in fact actually all i'd like to offer then that's that's gonna be uh helix's offer um i uh, i'd like to point out that well yes this will keep us all together that will also keep us all together should someone slip so i'm going to uh generate a contingency uh, and i'd like to activate the energy lattice and turn it into like uh, a pi- a big like pickaxe um like one big python i think it's called the thing you like yes. yeah, grip yeah, yeah. Onto, yeah. so so that way if one of us falls it like kind of supports us or whatever yeah and or i think like, he'll even take up the rear like he'll, literally an anchor yeah i'll be the i'll be the one on the back and i'm ready to like hook myself into a hoodoo at any point
2: Perfect. Um, I want to get Trev's role first because uh, oh, we yeah. had this offer established of him leading the 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 way. But we're going to get your role right after that.
3: Sweet. I can almost see his role coming to play
5: if one of us fails. You know what I mean? <laughs> um. Yeah. I guess I'll like I'll ready it. I think I make I make the shape. Uh, Helix yeah. makes the shape, uh, and I'm going to kind of like not to use too much d d terms, but like ready my action. Should anyone fall, I want to activate my my energy lattice and and. Grip it into the ground to to save
2: Sounds great, yeah, because also depending on how this goes You might want to reform it into something else So, Mm -hmm. yeah, but you are ready to go
5: Okay,
3: well, I'm going to uh, Use the last of my resources Uh, I I think Trevor Is realizing that this is like We're in an emergency space Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm going to use A a die and a kick from my attitude And Mm -hmm. so that'll be 2d6 With an extra kick I am also going to take an extra die by um, doing a dare. Okay. So I'll uh, I'll mark a trouble, I think.
2: Uh, yes, if you mark one trouble, then mm-hmm. you can take a dare and add a die or a kick to your action.
3: Okay, I think we're going to add the die. Um, sure. Just to make sure I can... I already have a kick on there, so...
2: Mm-hmm.
6: Oh, boy. Oh,
3: that was, that was looking bad. Uh, I, I got a six, though. I did get a six. The other two Ooh. were not good. <laughs> the six was, like, obscured. Yeah, it was, like, in a shadow and everything. But, yes. It, so I, I'm g- guessing it was able to kind of mark, figure out. Uh, I was able to perceive through the steam and the smoke and everything the best kind of thing. And uh, start leading the crowd and, like, guiding them along. Uh, So I'm hoping that's a a couple of uh, things on the progress track.
2: It is too, because you added a kick to it. You figured out exactly the safest and most reasonable way to get across this canyon. Uh, So there is only one mark left on the progress track. And Still uh, no marks on the danger track. Well done. Congrats on your six.
3: So I think I want you to imagine like as if the camera was coming from the side and you just see all these like uh, convenient uh, layered platforms and so you're seeing us kind of hop and then hop down and like uh, maybe at one point we have to uh almost do like a, a, a wall run like a, a wall jump where we go off the side and then like going at a, a steep angle pointing uh down but we're able to keep up the 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 speed and uh we're quickly uh, approaching uh the last part of the canyon i don't know if we complete the the, the track across the canyon or we're coming up to like the last big
2: Yeah, I'll say that um, you are all gonna make it across the canyon safely. uh, If one of you wants to do a roll in this specific platform area of the canyon, please feel free. But if you would like to make a play on the other side, I will absolutely allow that. Uh, I want everyone to imagine like an aerial view of this just like big, dark, jagged scar in the earth of Calorium as you're jumping across these dots uh, along the edge of the scar and the air is just like warbling and shimmering uh, and up above you uh, these like pale almost white but like pink flamingos with long legs soar down uh Hmm. and land in this bubbling green uh uh lake that is like right near the canyon that you're on um you you have to clear the canyon and on the other side of the lake you will be home free so we have to clear the lake too You, you just have to go around the lake oh okay Yeah, yeah.
3: So I'm thinking if it's, like, wide enough, we don't necessarily have to go in a full, like, line, uh, uh, we we can go almost, like, shoulder to shoulder, I'm thinking, because we can use this chain however we want, yeah? Totally. Um, So, you know, it could turn into a thing of, like, if somebody else wants to temporarily take the lead to, like, pull us forward, especially if, you know, they have a line through it, or, like, you know, they want to... Uh, get some boost going because if we're doing like say one large jump or whatever it is, the person at the front may not be the best thing. We like, I'm thinking like a flying V might be a better scenario. So maybe one of the people in the middle should be the one going
4: forward. Oh, I have just the thing. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Bryn has the impulse rig, which uh, allows to, among other things, I can roll to give myself a boost of speed.
2: Yes, V formation this bad boy. <laughs> uh yeah, so I will
4: take a D6 from my turbo. Uh we're doing a big trick, so I will take a D6 from my attitude. So that's 3 D6. Oh, she can't help it. I do want to do a trick.
2: Yes. I mean, that's (laughs) going to give you another D6. Oh, it is. That's right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll also throw out there, you do seem to have lots of kick. If there's any place to use it, it's here. Obviously, there's only one spot left to clear on the track. But, Mm -hmm. you know, kick gives extra effect that doesn't necessarily have to be marking a track. That's true. Can I
1: throw you a kick? Can I offer Bryn a kick? Sure. I want to use my ability of patient when you reveal how you've been waiting to act, get plus one D6 or plus one kick on your action. And it's less that I'm revealing how I've been waiting to act and more that I'm revealing how I have been acting. Uh, Maeve has been streaming on her phone this whole time. (gasps) Discreetly. She didn't want to add any extra stress to the situation to like, not only are we (laughs) fighting for our lives, but we're also like being recorded and, and observed and judged as we do this uh, but she she did start a stream going uh, and I think she holds it up for this final maneuver to, to get a good uh, angle on the five of us as we make this final jump that might bite uh, us in the ass but that's what I that's my revelation here
2: uh, in this heat the battery percentage of your phone is ticking down like seconds yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: oh I'm gonna brick this phone but it's gonna be worth it <laughs> uh.
4: Okay, I'm rolling 46. Ooh, that's a five.
2: A five. <laughs> All right. You do pull off that trick and you do complete the progress trick. Tell me how this looks. Uh, I think uh, as we're going, Brynn has uh, her
4: grip on the chain and kind of shoots forward using her impulse rig uh, Iron Man style to like give herself a boost of speed. And then at the last second, she lets go and then jumps up and grinds on the chain as they go ah. forward.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah,
1: on either side of yes. you, me and Wolt on either side of you, I think we catch the cue and like pull it taut so that you have something to, to grind on.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. incredible. You are barreling towards the thin zone and it was a mixed success. Um, and you did pull off a trick. Of course, please mark your style if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Um, that does mean your problem has to be worse. Here's what I'm thinking. As you kick up to get up onto this chain, uh, it sends up a shower of coals. Maybelline, on your camera, it looks super cool, but Brynn, you kind of get pelted by the coals. I'm going to give you a super slam. You got super heat stroke. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> and how does that work? You can nope. You have to nope the super and the slam separately. So it's like. Uh-huh. More than That's a nope. right.
2: Noping costs two trouble. So noping the entirety of the super slam would cost you four trouble. Noping it partially would cost you two. And it would clear at the end of this run. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to nope the super. Okay. Then you just take heat stroke.
1: Okay. Is it you avoid it just by grind like the way in which you're grinding like you you manage to just like grind underneath the worst of it? Uh, duck under I'm as I'm it
4: so by. good at grinding.
6: Yeah, that's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had a moment where I was worried that I'd set up the wrong thing because I had the chains coming out of my arms, but I also said I'm streaming with my phone, and then I remembered I have four hands.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Amazing. Ah, uh, if anyone were to do it, it would be Maeve uh, I want to check in with Helix and Wolt super quick. Uh, the progress track has been marked. You have a clear path to this thin zone. Once you punch into nth gear, you're good to go. There's like two free spots on the danger track. Still a little risky if you want to pull off any cool stunts while you're here in Calorium. Um, but I wanted to make that offer to you anyway before you get sent home. I,
5: I feel like we've cleared it. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think definitely we, we've we've cleared it. We've made it through safely. Um, but, uh, I think Helix is really enjoying the, the thrill of this, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the literal, uh, uh, heat rush. Um, and so, I, I think I'm gonna, I think he's gonna push it. Did, did, did I pick up that Mave was, was streaming? Oh, yeah. Kind of after the fact?
1: Yeah, she's revealed that to everybody now, so yeah, you're, you're
5: aware. He was ready to book it, but now that he knows people are looking at him, he's, he's gonna, he's actually gonna risk it, and I just wanna try to get a selfie with these, um, with these birds, <laughs> <laughs> just on our way out, I just want to like, I want to run up and because they're, they're like in this water.
2: Yeah, they're in this churning lake.
5: Uh, incredible friends, we made it. What a what a rush! We oh we're we're safe. And the thin zone, we see a thin, thin zone, right? Yeah,
1: I think uh, if Trev's Software hasn't totally melted and scrambled, we're we're
5: probably good to go. Incredible. Well, I I feel. Uh, I, I don't want to miss this opportunity. Well, we got it. Hang on. And he, he runs about 10 paces back from where we came, which seems insane to anybody else uh, <laughs> and is <laughs> uh, going to... Uh, try to uh, just just hold up his phone and, and take a picture uh, in front of these, these uh, what what kind of you said they were like flamingos, but obviously fire, what do they have a name, Lena? Uh,
2: you know what, I was trying to come up with a name for flamingos, and like the name li- literally derives from the word flame, so I couldn't come up with anything cooler than the name flamingo. I was gonna say, it's, it's still flamingo. Spelled
5: flamingo, but you just pronounce it flamingo. Flamingo,
2: <laughs> yes,
6: there I was it trying
5: to portmanteau phoenix and flamingo, but I like that better. Um, <laughs> flamingo? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just want to run up and I said, essentially, this is going to count as do a trick. So yeah, uh, I'm going to use a D6 for my hard light board. Um, nope, you know what? The hard light board's not part of this, just the phone. So I'll use it okay. for my attitude from my, yeah. um, my smarts uh, playbook. Uh, and I think he just knows I, the justification for how this is a smarts playbook move is he knows that these are a fairly unique specimen that might get him some cred, not just on the slug blaster scene, but maybe within web tower.
2: Oh yeah, and and I I could see you also strategically framing the phone in such a way that it's obvious you're not wearing hasware.
5: Yes. Oh, that's that's part of it for sure
2: too.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, one one moment, gang, and he runs off. Helix, what the fuck are you <laughs> doing, you crazy
1: son of a! And she's like trying to cuss you out, but is also like impressed with
5: your sort of moxie it's just
1: like <laughs> we're gonna die <laughs>
5: quick puts his back to these uh, flamingos and uh, snaps a photo and then i have i have an action if i an- tend to fail wow, it's like I set myself up for that. I got two ones. (laughs)
2: Um, Oh, these ones are blessings.
5: (laughs) So one, but I'm gonna go ahead and use biology, uh, my know-how ability uh, under my smarts playbook, just one of the skills I haven't used yet. Um, If this would help with your action, uh, knowing a lot about biology, that is, you can spend one trouble to upgrade a 1 to 3 result to a 4 to 5. Okay. And so I think uh, just the fact that he is trying to do a somewhat showboaty nature photography. Uh, that is that is how it's 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 about biology.
2: Okay, sure. Uh, maybe what I'll say, uh, and this will be part of your uh, complication. There is a problem, so I am going to mark another track on uh, hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is this was a trick that you were doing, right? Yes. Yeah. So you can mark a style as well. Um, I think what ends up happening is you you get close to the lake and you're about to snap this picture and you start to like rile up the flamingos and like they start to seem aggressive towards you Mm -hmm. and you change your body language in such a way, maybe you crouch down and make yourself look a little smaller and then frame the photo or something like that um, to sort of divert their attention from you so that they don't just start attacking you while you're trying to get this selfie. Mm
6: -hmm.
2: So you do manage to get the selfie but the flamingos do, had advanced on you for a bit. They splashed some of that water on you. It is hot. It's super alkaline. So you are going to take a slab of Scalded.
5: Uh, great. I get to use another ability I, I haven't got to, to use too much. I think I did it last session and didn't explain it well. So maybe I'll do a, a slightly deeper dive here. Um, but I'm going to use the flicker switch on his hard light board to avoid a physical slam by marking a turbo. There goes my last D6 um i blink out of existence for a second helix blinks out of existence for a second uh what's it feel like Uh, and i think he he feels it tingle on his back he feels it start to to you know the 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 sensation of the splash burning through his um jumpsuit and engage flicker switch uh and and uh, uh, suddenly that perfect cool temperature washes over him because he is no longer in existence on this plane Uh, so he is, he is the perfect temperature of no temperature at all. (laughs) Uh, the water continues to splash through where his corporeal form was previously. Uh, and then in a second he's, he's back. Uh, and I think maybe that affects the picture where he, he looks a little half phased.
2: Oh yeah. In the picture,
5: like he looks almost like ghostly in front of these, uh, very pissed off flamingos.
2: Mm-hmm. This is actually going to feed into what makes your complication worse, because you said you did a trick. Mave. Yeah. You were turning back to, to, like, film Helix as he was doing this, right?
1: Yeah, again, big smile plastered on my face while trying to be the voice of reason here and yelling like, you're gonna get us all killed. We're gonna die here. Uh, But grinning all the
2: while. And you see a a flock of flamingos, like two or three, advance quickly on Helix, stop, a splash of water and a hiss of steam, and then Helix is gone. Oh, no. And then he's back. Okay. So you don't know what happened, but you saw... You don't know what state your friend is in, basically, but it looked really bad and you don't know if it's fine.
1: Yeah, I think her first thought upon seeing that, like Helix took damage and then disappeared, she thought for sure that he peeled back in that moment and now he's here again and she doesn't know what to think Um, because I don't think she's... Necessarily seen him use this ability, uh, or if she did, she was you know high head of her mind on on fucked up logic at the time. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, she's uh, she's freaking out a little bit and is like the the smile disappears basically and is like, we gotta go, we gotta go, Helix, come on.
2: So the five of you accelerate, punching into nth gear, and you break through the thin zone out of Calorium, and back to Operablum. The the intensely hot temperature mercifully is gone and abates. The brightness also. Uh, it was a lot for for all of you to process, and wherever you find yourselves, It is, uh, artificially lit, uh, in a way that is, uh, perfectly, uh, pleasing to, uh, humanoid eyes and robot visual receptors. It's a little noisy, uh, it's, like, moderately lit, and I think before I go much further in where you are, there's one last thing that I want to resolve with this run, and that's the disaster roll, babes.
1: Ah, uh, I thought maybe we got through with that one. I thought maybe they forgot. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> uh,
2: so, for every empty trouble box that you have, You are going to roll a d6. Six is safe. Four to five is a close call. One to three, disaster strikes. Let's get those rolls.
3: I got a six.
2: Trev four rolls a six. Anyone else roll a six. Walt. Walt rolls a six.
3: I rolled four sixes.
2: Oh my God, Robin. (laughs) I lost (laughs) my
1: seven dice.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Maeve did not make uh, a lot of trouble this time around. Nah. I should have given you a slam. Oops, that's okay. Uh, I mean, I got (laughs) two. Then you would have gotten three sixes instead of four. So what does it matter? Uh, Everyone who rolled a six, please mark one style. Did we get any four to fives?
4: I got a five. I got three fives.
2: (laughs) Wow. Okay. Avoid disaster, but mark one trouble. Disaster does not strike. This time around, y'all are the that, <laughs>
0: the that, run in itself was disaster enough. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that is fair. And uh, listeners at home, if we cut out the style reward, please rest assured, I am going to reward the crap out of this run because it was not a challenge run. Uh, I wanted to have it high stakes, but but I promise it will pay out big for y'all. Walt, Trev, and Mave, um, you you. Um, Uh, emerge remarkably unscathed. uh, Helix and Brynn, maybe you got some, you know, heat stroke, some headache, um, just like some residual pain from being in that dimension. So it's like, it's not comfortable. You've got some stuff you need to sleep off, uh, but the other three are feeling like surprisingly good for having been through the the literal plane of fire. Uh, And that'll just be sort of how that plays out. So yeah, you all are going to find yourself, we'll give you a beat here, in... Uh, you, you realize it's like uh, some kind of metal processing factory. There are lots of sort of automated moving parts and conveyor belts, uh, loud sounds of like metal moving and crashing and being shredded. And you realize after a moment that you still feel some of that heat what would probably clock to an Operablin just like living their daily life, it would probably clock to them as hot. You didn't notice it at first, but now getting used to your regular environment, it's coming back to you because you are right next to a big furnace where all of this metal is sort of being melted down and then like sent off to a purification process. Uh, You recognize from all of the moving robotic arms and the simplistic architecture that you're probably in a warehouse in Lansden. And we join up with you, having made it home.
1: Holy Vux gang, that was a a close one. Um, (laughs) Is everybody here? Did everyone punch through? Looks like it. Scrambles to look around to do a head count, but it looks like we got five of us.
6: <laughs> Woo!
5: Yes! Oh my god, that felt good. That was amazing, team. That was amazing. He, like, shakes both of Maybelline's hands. Uh, <laughs> he shakes Trev by the shoulders, uh, and his, like, kind of wiggly robot head bobbles along. Um, <laughs> high fives, Brinley. High fives, uh, Walton. Um, he's he's Even though he's, like, still kind of smoking, and the whole backside of his jumpsuit... Uh, is burned off. Maybe you can even see, like, the top of his butt crack. Um, the seat, of, the seat of his pants is once again, uh, in jeopardy. Um, but yeah, he's, he's doing that, like, you know, throwing his fists down, like, woo, woo, yes, like grinning like someone who just got off a roller coaster or a mosh pit or something. Helens, are you okay? You were, you were gone for a sec there. What, what happened? Did you peel back? No, that was my flicker switch. I engaged the flicker switch. It allows me to avoid physical slams. It's, it's one of the features of the hard light board. You just phased out a reality to miss an acid splash? Oh I suppose God. I did.
1: Uh, she's, yeah, back to grinning. She's just like, this was insane. What we just did, you shouldn't, people shouldn't do that. We shouldn't have done that. We shouldn't have, but we did it. And uh, and she realizes that she's still streaming. And is like, ah, uh, uh, Maybelline signing off for uh, whatever our crew's called. We'll figure it out. And she... Hits the button.
2: Uh, hearts and fire emojis have been just like flying up from the bottom of it.
5: He uh, looks kind of cackles. Like we were going to a Daibokin convention.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh yeah, I kind of forgot that that was what we were. That was the
1: point of all this, Walt. I'm I'm sorry. We we really we really messed that
6: up.
3: She can't contain herself. (laughs) Yes, it is true. We were not able to get you to the convention, and I know that meant a lot to you. It seems I need to be better prepared to do this slug blasting. (laughs) But do not worry. I will make sure I upgrade so that I am of better help. And I must say that it was incredible. All of the work that all of you have done... To prevent yourselves from dying, and I, uh, he, uh, uh, Trevor goes up to each of you and like <laughs> bloop, like the little the little star stickers coming out of his thumb gives everybody a star.
2: Even Brinley.
3: Even Brinley.
1: Yay! Maeve takes it this time. She she shrugged it off last time, but she like you know just like uh, like arms back and eyes closed, like put it right on my face. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> That's all
0: right. I. I did want to make it to DaiboCon, but I'm I'm more glad to see that we all at least made it back here. Plus, it it runs for multiple days. We, there's always a chance we can still catch it before the end. Although I don't know if anyone wants to try and take a break before we make another run.
1: <laughs> nah, we said we're getting you there, and, and that's what we're going to do. I mean, I might need to treat some burns, but, but you know, you said we got a couple of days. We'll get you there.
4: Yeah, I definitely want to take a run at that loop-de-loop.
3: Yeah, we can't let Bradley have all the fun. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, this has been lovely, but I must return to my docking station.
0: Oh yeah, I guess we're almost running to the end of your rental time.
1: We need to find a way to put a hold on you or something. I don't want anyone sneaking our fifth crewmate. You,
3: you tell your boss that you're. We, we get priority, all right? Well, that will make him very pleased to have a longer term contract. Oh wait, do we have to pay for?
1: Um, ooh, uh, maybe. Never mind. Forget I said anything.
4: That's alright. I got it. Bryn, uh kind of smiles and puts her arm uh, around Trev4 and around Maeve and she's like, that's all right. I got lots of cash. Is Bryn
1: distinctly shorter than both of these other
4: people? Yep, <laughs> absolutely.
1: <laughs> if it's not Bryn then uh, Vux, yeah, permanent hold.
4: We'll definitely make
1: arrangements.
0: Speaking of arrangements, does anyone happen to know what part of Lansden we're in right
2: now?
4: The hot part? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and with that... Let's do some cleanup, give you some well-earned rewards, and move into downtime. Listeners, it's me, Lena, your slugmaster, game blaster, wanting to thank you so, so much for listening and wanting to ask that you please, please, please leave a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice for Quantum Kickflip. It would be the ultimate holiday gift for us. We are at Quantum Kickflip on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube, so be sure to follow us for new episode updates, audiograms, and much more. You can also subscribe to us on Patreon, where for just 5 bucks a month, you can get early access to every new episode of Quantum Kickflip, as well as regular bonus content like outtakes, our session 0, and a one-shot that I recently recorded with the creator of Slug Blaster, Mikey Ham, and his daughter Billy. You can catch the adventures of Power Forest and Lisa Ultra Girl at patreoncom kickflip. I'd also like to thank our sponsors at the Alberta Media Arts Alliance Society, whose goal is to advocate, educate, and celebrate the media arts in Alberta. You can check them out at amaas.ca. And finally, we are proud members of the Alberta Podcast Network who have a ton of amazing locally made shows over at albertapodcastnetwork.com. We typically release Quantum Kickflip bi-weekly. However, we are going to be taking a short break in January, so you can catch the next episode of Quantum Kickflip on Wednesday, January 25th. We're gonna get you folks right back to the action, but first, here's Arachne Jam with a word from our sponsors. Oh! Hello! Right, yes, um, you're here for the ads. Okay, let's see here, um, I know they're around here somewhere, uh, order forms for gray coveralls, coupons for value food hypermarket, TV guides, ah, here they are. This episode of Quantum Kickflip is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Life as a business owner can be hectic, to say the least. Alberta Blue Cross understands that. They offer flexible health, dental, life, and disability coverage for your employees. Even better, you can let your staff enroll and manage their coverage at any time and on any device, making it easier for them and for you. You've got this when it comes to group coverage for your small business, and Alberta Blue Cross has got your back. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. Huh. I guess I have an employee who would benefit from health coverage, on account of not being a robot. I never thought of that. Maybe that's something I should look into. Uh, anyway, um, this episode of Quantum Kickflip was also brought to you by Taproot Edmonton. Want to start your day informed? Check out The Pulse, Taproot's daily news briefing. The Pulse tells you what you need to know about Edmonton every weekday morning. You'll get short, informative updates about what's happening at City Hall, plus coverage of business, tech, food, the arts, and more. You'll also get a little bit of whimsy from features such as A Moment in History and the weekly podcast pick. And it's free! Sign up today at taprootedmonton.ca slash pulse. That's taprootedmonton.ca slash pulse. I know I appreciate having my finger on the pulse of the goings-on of Lansden. Their news briefings have an equally clever, catchy, and concise title. And that is... The Goings-On of Lansden! Well, that's it for the ads. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Start by opening up a portal zone to everywhere that you folks have been. So I'm going to give you a one way from Calorium to Operablum. You already had a one way going the other direction, so you are Gucci there.
0: Uh, Is that one very dangerous?
2: (laughs) Oh, um, I mean, Calorium was the sort of very dangerous part of that. Yeah, I'll say it's very dangerous, sure.
1: did involve traversing a chasm.
2: It did involve traversing a chasm. And if you're getting there from your (laughs) portal zone to Empyrean, which I have just made a uh, one-way, I don't think I'm going to put any particular um, factors on that one. That's just going to be a one-way from Empyrean to Calorium. And I'm going to go ahead and give you a two-way portal from Empyrean to Prismatia. Ooh. And I think I will put the caveat that it is only open sporadically. Mm -hmm. Okay. So your map has been expanded somewhat significantly. Because you have discussed putting a permanent hold on Trev 4, I'm going to give you a plus one with Kindred Tower. So you are now at a plus two with them.
6: Nice.
2: Let's talk crew style. In addition to your crew brands, I am going to give y'all an additional plus five style. Whoa. So that's in addition to what you're going to get for your brand. And speaking of, Shredders, plus three on runs where you race, chase, or land big tricks.
3: Ooh, I mean, we were racing mostly against the clock, though. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it felt like that was all accidental. We were just desperately trying to get away as opposed mm-hmm. to, oh, yeah, we're doing this on purpose to do all these tricks and race and chase or whatever. That being said, I think it really fulfills Ultronauts a lot more. I think that's a much better, accurate Mm -hmm. description.
2: Absolutely. Plus three style on runs where you find a new world or deal with dimensional weirdness. You dealt with a whole heck of a lot of that. So that gives you eight crew style to work with. Sweet. Style has been rewarded. The map has been expanded. Let's move into some downtime. join up with the five of you again in Kindred Multiversal Megatower on floor 221. Uh, You're all making your way to the robot shop to return Trev4. Uh, You know, normally Wolt could be the only one would be the only one who would need to do it because he was the one who rented him in the first place. Uh, but, you know, uh, uh, Trev's uh, uh, running a little hot. Um, and so maybe you want to make sure that, that he gets where he needs to go uh, uh, safely. So we join you en route to the bot shop.
1: Maeve is, uh, checking her phone, um, it's, it's barely got any battery left, so she's, like, turned the brightness all the way down and is doing all the things to try and keep it going, uh, (laughs) because she can't take her eyes off of the, uh, the feed, uh, the, the stream that she posted earlier, uh, has just been blowing up this entire time, and she is, you know, compulsively checking it to see if we got more likes and more follows, and, uh, she kind of turns to her crewmates and is like... Y'all, I, I thought we really jarfed that one up, but uh, <laughs> things are looking pretty pleasant here. We got we got a lot of reactions, a lot of likes, a lot of a lot of follows. We we ought to think about setting a, a crew name and getting our branding in order because uh, we're we're getting a lot of attention here. This is uh, this is looking real good. Yeah, despite how bumpy it was, we made a pretty smooth exit there.
3: I have a suggestion for a team name. Uh, yeah, shoot. May I suggest the name? The team of Maybelline, Helix, Brinley, <laughs> Trav4, <Transform>, and Walton. <laughs> oh,
0: geez, you really took the heat hard there, buddy. Uh, we'll, we'll need to get you hooked right into a fan rack or something. I mean, I
1: like it. I like that I'm first in the order, so I think it should. We, should, we
3: shouldn't just dismiss it out of hand. I thought it was very creative not to use our last names. Yeah, it's informal. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Mostly I like that I'm
1: first.
0: Uh, take it easy there, <laughs> there, Trev. We'll just, uh, we're almost at the door.
2: Bing! Welcome. Uh, and you walk through into the harsh yellow light that never ever changes uh, and make your way towards the back counter uh, where a uh, friendly looking robot with the insignia BR-8N is uh, uh, stationed at the till. Brayden, you got that one, right? Yes, it is my duty to cover your break. I got this, fam.
0: <laughs> hey, Brayden. <laughs> Lenzo's on break again?
2: Yes, he's had a very long day and needs to kick back for a moment, and so I am taking over. How may I help you today?
0: <laughs> yeah, we've had a, quite the shift, too. Uh, we're just bringing Trev back.
2: I see you are all covered in gold stars, so your time with Trev4 must have gone well.
5: It is yes, yes, true. <laughs> all
3: things considered, yeah. <laughs>
5: I don't know if it went well. I I think it was a little closer to a disaster, but in like the best way possible.
2: The best disaster. A gold star disaster.
5: Maeve has been
1: staring at her phone this entire time and looks up upon hearing this and then looks at her crewmates.
3: (laughs) Whoa. I have seemed to notice that there is a reaction going on. Did we come upon a decision about the team name? Are we going to go with the name team of maveline Brinley, Wolton. Well, well, well Trev actually I think
0: maybe maybe we've come up with another one one that still doesn't use her last names
1: <laughs> uh, Mave goes to the account settings on on the uh, social media feed that she had set up for tetracarmacy and uh, goes to type in the new name of gold star disaster and sees the little check mark of available uh, and hits enter on her phone. All right, now on to more important stuff. We need Hasware now. Brayton, hook us up.
2: I got you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so th- so this is where we're going to be spending our like crew style, yeah?
1: Yeah, that was us spending five style to boost ourselves to up-and-comers. Uh, you have some people's attention, and now they're deciding if they care. And also purchasing the perk, uh, which is available now that we've unlocked that fame level, of hasware for two style. Uh, hasware suits in a variety of styles survive in has two worlds, like the one we were in
2: Yay. today without
1: Hazware.
2: <laughs> now you can go there safely. The four of you uh, leave Trev4 at the bot shop to be tended to and for him to charge and recover Uh, the little scrubber bot that usually tends to Trev4 whenever he returns is uh, appalled at the condition of their friend (laughs) Uh, at the door uh, as you leave the bot shop and make your way down the halls uh, Wolt splits off towards a lift that will take him up to floor 303 to his abode the three of you, Helix, Brinley, Maeve, go down to floor 198 and split off through Trinity Municipal Park. Helix, you make your way back to Webb, and Brinley and Maeve, you go back to Lansden, and it is here that we catch up with the two of you. So, like,
1: I think I, he 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 seemed to be paying more attention to me, right? Like, he was he, I, I saw him give me a look a couple of times. We... <laughs> We bonded there. He was, you know, he was getting swallowed up by the grass. I was getting swallowed up by my hands. It, I I felt a connection, I think.
4: That's uh that's pretty uh pretty good. Pretty grudge.
1: Uh Maeve kind of notices the lack of enthusiasm in Bryn's voice and is like, uh, "But but enough about me. How how are you holding up?" Uh took a lot of heat back there. You you doing all right?
4: Uh I just uh well, you know, we were we were all trying to get out right and and then helix decided to go back and do one last stunt right and yeah you know, i don't know he, and he was the one who who kind of helped us get out of Empyrean. and it just sort of seemed to be like all about him you know
6: i mean
1: I, I i don't know it was i agree it was a stupid move but you know that's that's what helix is all about he's he's always looking for that rush right you, you that's part of why we Wanted him on our crew in the first place.
4: Yeah, no, totally. I just, you know, I I go for a rush myself sometimes.
1: Oh, Vux, yeah, you do. You, no one goes for the rush harder than you, Brin. Helix like he ain't coming for your crown if that's what you're worried about. You you put him in his place back in that uh, dibocon dash. He's he, he knows. He, he bows to the queen.
4: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks, Mave.
1: Hey, anytime. I think Mave gets that sense of like, you know. They're, they're pals, and they're from the same tower, and they've got a bit of a connection there, but I, I think she knows that she didn't fully resolve this issue, that she's kind of just being humored a little
4: bit.
2: Uh, tell me about that beat, Bryn. Uh, We just saw angst. Minus two trouble.
4: You've got issues. Do we know why? How do they show? Plus one slam. Pick a teammate who notices. Uh, so I'm going to take the slam of jealous.
6: Mm.
5: Brynley is jealous of Helix. And as stated, Mave has noticed. Nice. I was I was gonna check in and make sure that wasn't actually feedback for me.
6: No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, not at all, not at all.
5: Helix <laughs> is making his way back to to Web Tower. Um, he's he's on his hoverboard, moving through. The, the corridors of the tower, probably in places it would be advised he's not supposed to be doing that. Maybe people are having to step out of his way or fumble to keep, you know, stacks of, of tablets uh, or or um, packets of sludge that they were eating from, from falling uh, out of their hands as he just, like, he's racing home, like, full Ferris Bueller's day off, almost a sprint. Gets to his apartment building, throws open the door. Uh, I think maybe there's an exposed... I know we had described Lansden as being the one with exposed pipe, but I think there is one very utilitarian slime pipe that runs just above uh, the doorway uh, or the hallway into his bedroom. Of course, standard slime ducts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah, the slime yeah. ducts. The slime I mean,
2: ducts of Webb.
5: They're not all over the place willy-nilly like in Lansden. They're <laughs> streamlined and, and organized, but there are some exposed slime ducts, yes. yes.
2: And they're um, smaller and more efficient.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And sturdy as hell, which is good because he's going to just do a vertical leap, sw- like put his his hands on it and kind of swing back and forth as he's like, "Hello, Bach!" Uh, and then as he lands on two feet, sort of startles him out of his chair uh, and and like tussles his hair. Maybe like Bach was like sitting in a chair with his back to the door, and Helix is like, "Hey, how's it going? <laughs> hey, hey. hey, did you have a good day, <laughs> Vux? Yeah, Bach. I oh, I'm gonna go uh, crash in my room." Um, I'm. I am absolutely spent for the day. Whew, good times, good times, Buck.
3: Oh, that's great. That's great. I mean, I pre- appreciate it if you didn't. Uh, if you watch your language,
5: but uh, you know, I get yeah, you, you, I'm, I'm just happy I had a good day. I haven't seen you with this much energy. Uh, and uh, he's kind of not listening, he's already heading into his room, but you look down the hall from the chair you were sitting in, and you again, you can see his exposed butt crack as the, the seat <laughs> of his jumpsuit has, in fact, this time been scorched open.
2: Like a naughty little boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like a naughty little boy. Uh, <laughs> hey, did you rack your pants?
5: And door closes.
6: <laughs> um,
5: and yeah, I think Helix heads into his, his bedroom, uh, plops down in an ergonomic... Uh, sort of office chair at an austere desk, um, fires up a screen that I think is mounted into the wall.
6: Mm -hmm.
5: Uh, and he's like, I hope I'm not too late. Hope I'm not too late. Uh, and, and is fiddling with some of the dials and the knobs. He's trying to tune the, the multiversal, um, multiversal, uh, signal amplification matrix, uh, which is to (laughs) say he's (laughs) trying to get TV signals from other dimensions. Um, or, or streams, as it were, internet streams. Uh, and this one's, I believe, coming from popularia. Um, but he's like, oh, perfect. Just in time. Uh, oh, the, 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 the shift. So the, the, if, if we have time zones here on Earth, I just came up with this times between different dimensions or even just on operable where they call it shift. He's like, oh, the, the, the shift differential. I think I know the, the time. Uh, yeah, no, we're good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> um, and fires up his, his stream, uh, cause he was trying to catch a very particular program coming from, Popularia,
2: uh, and you are just in time. Um, as you see some like stark white text against a black background, and it's in like a like a permanent marker kind of font, but it's it's still very like black and white, so you know it's serious. And as the text is on the screen, there's a voice that's reading the text um, and says, "What you are about to see has been done by professionals. Do not try this at home." Yes, you. Talking about you, you idiot. Don't try this at home. You will die, probably, and that's not on us. Uh, and then the the text fades out. And then with like a big kung sound effect, um, these like huge letters crash into the screen. Fust stunts, stunts with a Z.
3: And it fades from that uh, into... It looks like it's in a zoo. Like, there's, like, some fake rocks and trees and everything like that. And you can see this enclosure. And in front is this guy in a really terrible tuxedo. Like, it's it's comedically bad. Like, oh, this is for a bit. And the guy's just got, like, the, <laughs> these wi- wild, wide eyes and a uh, big shaggy beard. And... Uh, hey, everybody. This is Moggy Jacksonville here with Zdunts. Uh... Okay, is that, is that Look, start we all like to uh, be romantic, right? Well, here we're going to do some uh, kissing advice here with me and my uh, special loved one right here, this uh, shaggy snake boar. And, like, it's uh, like there's a <laughs> zookeeper bringing in this. It's a snake that has, like, these big tusks uh, that go from the bottom of the lip up. And it's just, it's a big, big snake. And the zookeeper's trying to keep it in line. And it's like, okay. Here we go, and uh, as the this wild man uh, uh, approaches uh, the snake boar, it immediately bites him. Like on the arm, and he's like, "Oh, I got me! I didn't even get the kiss." Shart! Shart! Help me! And Shart, his buddy, uh, comes uh, <laughs> running in and tries to help him out. And Shart also gets bit. And uh, Shart, like, falls over the enclosure into, like, a pool in the back where there's, like, an alligator, like, nearby. And it's like, oh, shit! And, like, it's just chaos. And then it, uh, it goes to an early commercial.
5: <laughs> 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 uh, Helix is is we, we cut back to Helix. His feet up are on his desk. He's suckling like a Capri Sun pouch of of nutrient paste, uh, and just sort of like a good uh, paste, good paste. Yes, yeah. Um, laughing out loud, he's like, I I cannot believe he did that. But hell, I mean, I, I just went toe to toe with a with a flamingo. I mean, I, oh, these guys are these guys are nuts. These guys are idiots. I I can't believe they're just they're the dumbest. <laughs> dudes I, on all of the multiversal streams. It, it's unbelievable what they, they, I can't believe they put this on television.
6: <laughs>
5: and then he just, it kind of gets quiet for a second and he starts thinking about it and seeing these guys like wrestling this tusk snake, looking at his phone, <laughs> uh, and looking at the picture he got, uh, with these, um, flamingos. Uh, and he's just like, ignorance is bliss, man. It's just, it's a rush to, to be stupid. <laughs> he, he is completely ignoring this disclaimer. He is a fan of Fust uh the slug blasting organization Fust uh follow us to Slamtown. It's in the book.
6: Um, and he is going to begin
5: fantasizing about doing crazy stunts on his hoverboard um because you know between the glasshopper in the first episode uh the Daibokin dash in the in the the, the next episode this whole ordeal running through the multiverse he just his biology is such that he's pretty balanced most of the time and these bursts of adrenaline are really doing something for him but also all of these situations that have triggered the adrenaline have been him putting himself in recklessly dangerous situations and you know like we said in one of the last episodes like he learned some lesson i don't know what but uh, (laughs) this this sort of furthers that (laughs) um Sort of furthers that uh, train of thought. And uh, that, of course, was one of my smarts beats. Uh, inspiration, I'm going to minus one style. A big idea interrupts you, gnawing at your mind and flooding you with adrenaline. Do we know what it is yet? You drop everything to go work on it. Pick a teammate who is there. Um, I don't think I'm going to pick a teammate who is there necessarily for this one.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, but yeah, that's he is, he is inspired um, by his own antics and the antics of these stunt guys on multiversal streams. And I'm also going to roll that into uh, another beat, if I can. Kind of just make yeah, it all one scene. Totally. Out of character. Uh, so I'm going to clear two trouble. You do something you would never normally do. What is it? How does it shake your worldview? Plus mm. one slam. Confused, distracted, who notices? Uh, I'm going to go with distracted. Or no, I'm going to go with um, reckless, I think is the, the slam I'm going to call it.
2: Yeah. But he he, you
5: know, jacked on this adrenaline rush, jacked on a great team name. Gold Star Disasters, mm-hmm. that has such a ring to it. Um, he's going to pull out the drawing app on a tablet and start trying to brainstorm stunts he could do with other people's Dibokans, Uh, knowing that this next stop may very well be uh, a Daibokin convention on Popularia, home of Fust.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, on the desk next to you, uh, a, a pretty stinky dybo vice uh, just like beeps a little bit, and you hear a little. J-la-la-la, oh yeah, I have because the- Jelican is a little hungry.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think whatever this is, it's going to involve his 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 Jellican ooze. Oh,
2: I'm very excited. <laughs> You break off from the rest of Gold Star Disaster, your new formed crew that you are now a part of, uh, make your way to a hyperlift, Uh, you boop your card and everything up to um, 3-5 lights up. I don't know how that works. Uh, There's not 300 buttons. Um, There's a (laughs) a 100s button, a 10s button, and a 1s button. That's what it is. So the the hundreds buttons one two three lights up the tens buttons one two three four five lights up and then all the ones buttons. Um, you plug in three zero three uh, and it zoops you up to the floor where your apartment is.
0: Yeah, and I think as Walt is making his way from the lift out into the rest of the tower, making his way through the kindred streets, uh, he's kind of overcome, distracting his mind with everything that went on this run. He. <laughs> He very much got kind of in over his head, not really coming from a slug-blasting background like a lot of his teammates, but now as they are, he's on an honest-to-goodness crew, and part of that has was all with the immense help that he got from Scampikin today, and well, not just Scampikin, but Carcinokin? The fact that he <laughs> managed to data-surge his Daibokin, something that he's never done before? Um, and he, his mind's kind of reeling at, like, how did that happen... How did how did I manage to do that? That was incredible. Maybe maybe at DivoCon I can learn more about this other process that Divo can go through. Maybe there will be someone who can teach me more about how I can harness data surging. And he's just kind of lost in thought. And before he knows it, he's at the front door, and he goes on into his house.
2: Uh, yeah. You you open the door and and step through. I think there's also like a bit of that feeling once you know. Adrenaline wears off Your mind is sort of racing You also kind of feel that like Fatigue and some of that like Heat exhaustion starts to come in as well Like you went through A huge ordeal Like physically, mentally, emotionally And in every way, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But you step in to see A dark Empty apartment
0: Just for a moment As he steps across the threshold there The smile that he had wavers, and then his eyes catch the glint of, of a little red flashing light on a console in the middle of the kitchen
6: table.
2: Uh, I think this is a light that is all too familiar to you. Not Maybe not one that you were expecting to see today. You were pretty sure your parents were supposed to be home, but uh, sure enough, they are not. And when they're not, they tend to leave you a message. Do you listen to it?
0: Yeah, uh, Walt walks up, drops his little crossbody bag on a chair, and presses the play button. And, uh, coming up from the console, it sort of generates a, a, a sort of a blue light hologram that uh, pops up above, floating, hovering above the center of the kitchen table. And standing in it, he can sort of see, uh, the upper torsos of two figures. Uh, they are his parents, Winchell and Waverly Wick.
3: <laughs> hey there, kid. Um... Uh, just sorry I missed you. I, this is kind of wild, because uh, who would have thought that they had a, me going on a business trip all the way to the top of the tower? So you knew I had to do that immediately. I know that you and I were going to hang out, uh, throw the old ball around, but I think that'll have to wait for another day there, <laughs> champ. Uh
2: <laughs> oh. Right, and oh, Hi. sorry honey, I got called away to an emergency meeting of the HRR department uh, The vending machines want to raise their prices again, so we're in some negotiations, so I, I did have to go away and take that meeting um, and we're on a short break now, so I was going to go up with your father and we were going to get dinner together. Oh, um, that reminds me, there's some nutrient packets in the fridge for you.
3: Yeah, and Hey, you know, I feel bad about uh, missing throwing the ball around with you so uh, there's a, <laughs> if you want to take some Pizza Plasm and heat that up, you go and do that. It's all it's all Pizza you champ.
2: So Alright, Walton. <coughs> we <coughs> love you so <coughs> much. We love you. Goodbye. And the hologram goes dark and the apartment is quiet once more.
0: Yeah, no, I I had a great day. I had a lot of fun with my new friends and and Scabby Can had had some big experiences. I'm glad we could have this chat. And Walt uh, takes an all-too-familiar path, walking from the kitchen table over to the uh, refrigerant food dispenser on the wall,
6: uh, <laughs> pops out
0: both, both some pizza plasm and a nutrient pack, and sets himself up some dinner on his own. <laughs> Tell me about this beat. Yeah, this beat is one uh, in, a, in a track that we threw together for Walt called uh, The Loneliness Beats, this first one being This Empty House spend two trouble. Someone isn't there for you when you need them, leaving you to fend for yourself. Plus one slam. Do I pick the slam? Is that how this goes?
2: Uh, we can sort of work together to figure it out. I feel like lonely is two on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe like dejected or something cuz it you you were you were genuinely like having a great day kind of. I mean, like you had this great incredible experience. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't Kind of couldn't process it. You know what I mean?
6: Would it
0: be a weird one to go with unheard?
2: Ooh, I like that. The slam is unheard, and it's the loneliness track, so no one notices. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh and I think almost, if if I if I may piggyback something off this, please. I think in that moment of seeing Walt walk and make his way around the kitchen, we almost get this like as if the the cameras looking down on the layout of the kitchen from above we see the same sort of pattern playing out as in previous times very similar things of like walt coming in watching a message going and grabbing food and we can see this continue to happen to a younger and younger walt going back over and over and just knowing that at as lonely a time as this is walt is <laughs> it's sad to say but he's pretty used to it and well, every time going from there, he just he gets his food, he heads upstairs, and we see that smile come back to his face, and he chills out and he's having a good time. And I think that sort of speaks to, uh, despite this being sort of a constant in his life, he's learned to find different ways to cope with it. I think this particular day at the end of such an exciting run, it's landing a bit harder, but Wolt finds his other ways to. As much as you said, nobody else notices. He's finding his ways to hide it and keep the smile going and look as though everything's carefree.
2: I think we actually see a couple iterations of this from not too long ago. It it is still very much the same pattern. You see a message, go to the fridge, go to your room. But there's one where you go to your room, you check your phone, and there's a text. And the text says, hey... "'It's Wanda. Saw your parents just now. You alone?'
0: And we'll text back, "'Oh yeah, I think they had some sort of company trip or something that they were on a higher floor for. I'm just chilling.
2: "'Okay, just wanted to make sure you were doing good.' Um, and then in a future, there's another repetition of the pattern, uh, and you get a text again from Wanda saying, "'Maybe we should hang out sometime. We'll let you know when we're not on a run.' then there's another one where you come home and you're so excited because you have this new Daibo Vice board. You come in and Scampykin, for the first time in his full holographic uh, form, comes through the door with you and you come in with your brand new projected Daibokin to the empty house. You check the message, you go to the fridge, you go to your room. And in the last one that we're going to see, a uh, similar pattern message, fridge, room. Uh, and it's a, uh, a text from Wanda that says, You free this weekend? We're putting together a run. We saw this other Operabling crew and thought it would be cool to meet up with them.
0: Oh, sure. I, I think Scampi and I are free.
2: And with that, we melt back into the present where you are once again, retracing familiar patterns. What is this beat? Uh,
0: This beat is uh, in the trait beats for the chill, origin story, spend three style, flashback that shows a defining moment of your past, plus one trait. And the trait that I'm choosing to grab here is steezy. Mark one style anytime you roll doubles. You look cool without even knowing it.
2: Uh, I know from experience that's gonna come in handy. Walt's about to get some style. (laughs) But it's also very sad. (laughs) (laughs) The digital space of Operablum, as always, is teeming with activity. And in one little corner, there is a virtual void, completely empty, Non-descript floor, no walls, no ceiling, just gray space. Uh, suddenly, a figure materializes out of thin air. She looks like your typical operablin, except her hair is like a weird, rich brown color. Super not normal for operablins. Moments later, another figure uh, materializes out of thin air who looks exactly like, I believe we said Don Knotts?
3: Yes, that's correct, out of uh, Three's okay. Company. Uh, wearing a yes, thank you. A paisley shirt, uh, white uh, cowboy boots uh, with like uh, brown pants and everything like that. With those big eyes, if you've ever seen Don Knotts, just remember those big eyes, and so he's there. And uh, in his hand is uh, a digital file of the contract uh, which is kind of an el- elongated rental um, period. And uh, he approaches uh, Brinley and just kind of like, he, he he does this kind of like breathe through his nose, kind of, ah, yeah, uh, and uh, approaches and, hey, uh, I have here the contract to uh, elongate the rental for me, Trevor. Hey, you remember Trevor? It is, remember, I look different.
4: Oh, yeah, totally. You
3: look old. Do I? I don't even know. I I thought gray hair was just something that uh, people from Null have. Nonetheless, I have the contract here. I, I, oh, I'm so sorry. It seems like I, uh, I made a mistake. And, uh, you know, allowing myself and my circuits to be completely burned out is going to cause a problem. And it's, I, I am so sorry. But it seems like it's going to increase the rental price to have me, and if more parts on my break, you're going to have to pay for it.
4: Oh. All right. This is not going to be a problem, is it? No, I don't think so. I mean, I've got... Like I said, I've got cash to burn. I'm, uh... (laughs) I am, uh, one of the, uh... What is... uh, A preeminent courier who now does intertower deliveries. So... Well, that's great. Um,
3: I I really do like working with all of you, and I would I would hate to give up this opportunity. Yeah, because you know I I think I'm a bit of a, a ladies' man, and I would like to get out there. Sorry, that's some residential uh, residue from uh, the programming of this character. I'm sorry.
6: Yeah, totally.
3: <laughs> Don't worry about it. Well i i should I should let you know that. This will be a, a, a high priority to make sure that I don't get any kind of damage on
4: me. We'll keep you safe, Trev. Don't worry about it.
3: Well, that's great. Well, once again, I very much appreciate this. So here you go. And I go to give you a, a star, uh, and it's but I, there's none. I'm an avatar of Don Knotts. And I just like take my thumb and just like put it onto your shoulder. And I try again. And it's n- not... Oh, I am sorry.
4: I'm going to say this again. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> uh,
3: so yeah, I, I basically that is trouble at home. That's that beat. Uh, your your family or in this case, Glenzo uh, disapproves and that's why they're gonna be more watchful of the condition I'm in. And uh, I get a, a slam. I'm going to say, I was thinking like defensive. Is what I was thinking. Like, I I don't know what else to describe, but he's going to be like more cautious. I know it's going to be more cautious. Cautious might be a better one Mm -hmm. to the point where, oh, it might affect him and he might peel back earlier than he normally would have because of this uh, caution.
2: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Clear your trouble and give yourself that slam. Mm to, uh, Brinley. Mm-hmm. Um, you maybe had this meeting set up with Trev for, uh, not too long before your shift started at post-host. hmm And when you show up, uh, Arachne is there, and they're like, yeah, uh, I, I, I have a delivery for you here. Uh, and they, they go into your, uh, cubby, uh, take out, like, a, a fairly big, rectangular sort of package. Uh, kind of like the size of like a shoebox, but for boots. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and sets it down and says, Yeah, I think the uh, uh, address and everything should be uh, all on your phone there. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and you walk out the door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and when you go to check your phone, uh, you see, you know, sort of the vertex and floor number. And you see something you've never seen before Kindred Multiversal Megatower.
4: Whoa. I thought those inter-tower deliveries was a lie I made up. Wait. <laughs> did I just lie to Trev? No, I guess I didn't, because this is real. <laughs> oh, Grinch. <laughs> and she, uh, starts heading heading down to uh, Trinity Municipal Park, the, the only way she knows how. By, right. by jumping and falling and being like a Spider-Man type. <laughs> mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I am like slightly curious to know how you navigate the ta- the, the floors of um, Kindred because I'm going to say that this is in like the the 420s. <laughs> nice.
1: Nice. <Yeah>. Uh,
2: <laughs> and so it's like much, much higher than Trinity Municipal Park. Um, I think in... in some respects you know navigating kindred especially the lower floors kind of isn't a big deal but i think as you start to go into like the threes and fours it starts to get like kind of trickier in that like you know you don't have the same card access and like things like that i think you can definitely get up there but i I just want to hear what sort of like maneuvers brinley pulls to get there
4: Uh, Yeah, no, she's definitely doing um, a lot of climbing, Mm -hmm. a lot of, uh, like, wall running and, uh, like, throwing herself onto ledges, um, pulling herself up.
2: I love that. Yeah. We've definitely described Kindred as very open air, so this feels Mm -hmm. like it fits.
4: Yeah, so I think it's a lot of, like, ledge-to-ledge jumping and, like, catching herself with her gravity blaster, of course, and uh, vaulting over things that are in her way. I can see, like, oh, maybe there's, like, a pipe that she climbs up or something like that. Like, it's all very... Because she doesn't have access to the lifts, she has to get up in in different
6: ways.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, this does not go unnoticed. Um, you you kind of pass uh, a couple people uh, uh, that, like, are sort of whispering and looking over at you. At one point, you think you see someone pull out their phone and point the camera at you, maybe as you're running along a wall. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... And at one point, I think you vault over a ledge and come face to face with this little, like, kind of spherical, sort of drone-looking uh, bot with, like, a camera right in the center of it. And it kind of goes, zip, zip,
4: zip, and looks you over. Uh, and I think uh, Brintley pauses for a second, like, winks and does a two-fingered salute and keeps going. <laughs>
2: Uh, and, and it sort of watches you as you as you go. Um, but alarms don't seem to be raised as you make your way flagrantly <laughs> through uh, Kindred. Uh, you make your way up to uh, 421 uh, and you make your way over to the address.
4: Radical. Brinley uh, kind of like makes a big deal of the next time they're in the VR chat room being like, yeah, so I was in Kindred and uh, they definitely caught me on camera and people were noticing me and like just kind of going off mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and kind of like, yeah, you know, well, <laughs> I know you all love some some adrenaline yourself, but you know, bat of the queen. <laughs> ah,
1: Maeve, Maeve gives you a knowing look.
2: <laughs> uh, I'll throw out there too that anyone who's listening in the chat, maybe you already know because people have posted videos and have been like posting about brinley and i think in following maybe like they've managed to like track it back to gold star disaster and so some of you have seen maybe some of you have seen the video because they're like is this the same brinley from gold star disaster she's so cool (laughs) uh yeah tell me about that
4: beat all right so that was part of the guts track uh, Spotlight minus three style. You get scouted by a sponsor, become the fan favorite, or get singled out for some kind of reward or accolade. You aren't humble about it. <laughs> plus one legacy, <laughs> plus one fracture. Ooh, first crew fracture. I know. On the day we got our name,
6: <laughs> ah, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> just
0: like scratching up the paint on the first day you get a car. <laughs>
2: A quick reminder for how fractures work, you have two write-in fracture boxes. Uh, Anytime you do something that sort of challenges the uh, cohesion of the crew, you would get a fracture. If you fill all of your fracture boxes, the crew basically breaks up. And in order to reconcile and come back together as the crew, some sort of significant price has to be paid. So you have incurred your first fracture. What do we want to call this? Bow to the Queen bow to the queen <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> sorry oh, I was waiting because I was like I, I know what this one's called
4: I need to su- I need
2: you have that it up. locked and loaded I love it um, I
4: also would like that to be a being good because I was doing my job <laughs> and doing it very well uh, <laughs> sure uh, chores homework Bible study showing up for your shift on time you know actually trying uh, it costs one style and it lets me clear two trouble
2: nice that helps sort of even out the, the style and trouble that you've gotten in this run mm-hmm. beauty
1: we find uh, Maeve in her dorm at the Arborist Temple, uh, a Syrian temple. Um, which uh, I don't know if we've established this yet, but she shares. Uh, it's a it's sort of uh, shared roommate living accommodation uh, with her good friend, Sharla. Um, and Maeve is sort of sitting on the edge of her bed and tinkering with... She's got sort of the her arborist robes, her photonic jacket, spread out across the bed and across her lap. And she's got sort of the lining separated from the outer casing and is like tinkering and soldering paneling inside of it and is just like doing uh, maintenance and, and uh, repairs and upgrades as she uh, chats with Sharla uh, re recounting her uh, latest exploits and adventures as she works on her jacket. Yeah, it was, Oh, I mean, it, it, Seems like it turned out okay in the end, but it it, it was pretty dicey for a while there. Like we were um, way off course, nowhere near where we wanted to be, and I honestly wasn't sure if I was gonna be able to find a route back or out. Or I, I honestly, I'm just I'm happy we got back in one piece.
7: <laughs> Gosh, Mave, I just don't understand it. Why? Why bother taking risks for this for this slug blasting thing? I mean you're still not untethered so that means that means anything if anything goes wrong while you're on one of these runs it'll break really bad
1: yeah yeah don't don't remind me i mean peel back is bad enough when you're you know just getting yanked back to your home plane which i mean i guess i would be but but when your home plane isn't your home plane it i don't know it would that the would create a lot more complications than just uh you know the aftershock and the soreness that comes from getting yanked, but like I—I I mean, if I get pulled back to Thenispar, I could—I could get in some serious trouble. But I don't know it—it's worth it in the end, or at least I—I I gotta believe it is. It's the only thing I really care about. It's the only time that I feel like I'm <laughs> doing what i meant to be doing. You know?
7: I just wish you cared a little bit more about the the Arborist Temple and and our work here. If you spent a little more time studying, maybe you would have gone through the untethering ceremony at the same time as me. Then there wouldn't be quite as big a risk for you.
1: Yeah, I've been meaning to ask about that. How did it feel, like when they when they cut it, when they disconnected you, did you does it hurt? Does it feel does it feel like something's missing now, or do you feel more connected?
7: It was the strangest thing. In the moment when when the ceremonial dagger was was being held towards me, there was there was just this this chill, this cold. But as soon as that passed, I, it felt like I was filling up from all around me. The, the rest of the multiverse just opening right up. Gosh, it was it was really special.
1: I think Maeve is like clearly a little enraptured by this. Like she's hanging on your every word a little bit, but she's sure sort of. Realizes that she's been staring and kind of shrugs it off. And I was like, "Yeah, well, you know, I'm just doing this because, you know, it's, it's my quickest route to get out of trouble with the arborist, So, not like I really care about any of this stuff anyway. It's just just a just a means to an end, you know." You never know.
7: If you try caring about it, you might realize that there actually is something deep down for
1: you. It's starting to sound like Carmina. <laughs> you always say that <laughs> and she laughs to herself and kind of reaches over and and uh gives you a good-natured punch with one of four hands while the other uh, uh two of the other three remain uh engrossed in soldering updating the Roby again yeah'm hoping I can uh unlock some some new potential here I've been been trying to keep my eyes peeled for uh components and uh well if I can find the right configuration I'm, I'm hoping I might be able to step things up uh, and this is when I'll say that this uh this whole time this has been an in the lab scene <gasps> so we're kind of doing it weird here because it's you know in the lab is is our way of gaining components to um upgrade our device um I'm gonna say that Maeve has been collecting these components just from in and around Lansden as she goes about her daily business uh but yeah. we're gonna roll to see which components I have and what I might be able to fashion them into
2: sounds good
1: Someone remind me how this is. So there's the lab in the lab roll. side. Uh, yeah.
2: Spend one style, uh, which you have yeah. a lot of. So you can roll this up to four times. Yeah. You're going to. So in this in the lab beat, you can like create the, the mod, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to like spend separate style to do the thing um but to get the components to make your mod you roll a d6 all
6: right so
1: i'm going to uh, i'll roll these one at a time because uh, you can get a roll again option uh but i'm mm-hmm. going to spend most of my four style here on components
2: heck yeah All right. You've spent your style. You've rolled. Can you just sum up for me the components that you got from your rolls?
1: Uh, Yes, we have unlocked two lenses, one coil and two gems.
2: Nice. You got a free roll in there because you ended up rolling a six.
1: Yeah. And I think I'm going to spend one lens and one coil uh, to unlock photo bypass. Uh, Roll to fold normal light around you and blend in with your surroundings. Remember to put your hood up. Uh, so I have, uh, unlocked that ability on my photonic jacket. I think Maeve is, uh, uh, soldering and tightening up screws. Uh, and as she's adjusting the jacket, it's sort of the, the outer casing like flickers and glitches and then takes on the look of the like bedspread, uh, on Maeve's cot, uh, on, on Mm -hmm. Maeve's bunk there. Um, and sort of just blends in perfectly with the fabric of the bed underneath it. Uh, and she's kind like, of, oh. holy
7: oaks, did you just disintegrate your robes?
1: <sighs> I think I did something uh, a lot cooler than that. And she holds it up and it kind of like has that look of like, like you can see that there is fabric there, but you can also see what's on the other side of the fabric. And it's just sort of taking on the look of, of whatever is behind it. And she sort of like moves it through the air and watches it sort of shimmer and distort uh, its surroundings. And it's just like, oh. Uh, and i think that's where we leave her
2: nice
1: <laughs> holy oaks. i'll throw this out
2: there <laughs> just because i noticed it you could if you wanted to spend two gems on a power cell as well uh triple gains one kick oh i don't know if that appeals to you
1: yeah absolutely Sorry. i'm gonna do that too
2: nice
3: Trev4 is in the shop, and he knows that he's got to become a better slug blaster. He he knows that he's ill prepared for it, and he doesn't necessarily know how to get more information about it. But at this, at the same time, he he figures he can sharpen his uh, uh, his perception. So he starts digging around the different uh, robot parts and and trying to like kind of uh, see what he can find to create and to improve. And uh, kind of install parts into himself. And so uh, I'm doing In the Lab. This is where, like, a whole montage would be in there. You know, cutting open robots. uh, (laughs) Him and the little scrubber robots working together. And, you know, every once in a while, like, they're, like, looking at each other and, like, nodding. And, like, giving, (laughs) you know, giving out gold stars (laughs) as they go. And, like, pulling this part, putting this. Like, it's almost like a, a Borders on, in movies, where they go on a shopping trip and they try on different things uh, that might be happening try on different
1: Glenzo sitting in an overstuffed armchair as Trev steps up from behind a curtain and yeah. Glenzo gives him a big like nod and no. thumbs up or head yeah. shake and sure. thumbs down yeah
2: yeah uh, also there and Brayden yeah. <laughs> Brayden just like turns fully side to side when when they're like no. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, Dave, can we get a little season one
1: throwback? Can you sing a little bit of Sharp Dressed Man for me? <laughs> sharp Dressed Man? I forget how that song goes. That's um, perfect. Do it do it anyway. It's better no- if you forget.
3: Uh, uh, nothing looks better but a sharp dress man. <laughs>
6: okay. Uh, <I'm laughs> I don't like the classic
3: song we all know and love. Um, Yeah. (laughs) uh, So I'm going to do this by, you know, rolling one at a time until I can find at least one thing to install into into me.
6: Yes.
3: (laughs) Okay. i got four styles to work with. After all my rolls, I got uh, a lens and a disc. I'm going to use that to install a Realmware lens. Which, uh, you roll to see energy fields, uh, invisible entities and in depth biometrics. And it also acts as a space time which is kind Thank of like.
6: God. <gasps> yeah. Uh, so <laughs>
3: basically what we were struggling with, I knew I had like the software, but I just needed the extra parts to like actually bring it online. And so, yeah, now we can do the thing that we. Would have been such a help in this whole run? <laughs> uh, uh, so, Trev,
2: you have a little bit more spot style to play with. What you thinking?
3: Well, uh, this is what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, we were able to kind of pull together and get the hasware. But a problem was uh, the rest of them are not protected. If we're going to be able to, uh, to do well at this, they need to be protected as well. Uh, so uh, I'm going to buy us some uh, masks now. Technically, Trev Four mm-hmm. does not need these, but uh, these you know these weak uh, living beings need this help. So I'm going to spend <laughs> one of my style, and I'm uh, if it's okay with everybody, I'm going to use uh, one style from the group, and now we can go to more even more places and be not. Uh, at a disadvantage.
2: Mm -hmm, Nice.
1: Buying us masks that you don't even need. Real heart move. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Aw. Yeah.
1: Oh no, we gave up our lungs to buy you
0: a a, a (laughs) box for your style. (laughs) (laughs)
6: All
2: right. I think with that, we go to our final scene. Brinley, Walt, Helix trev four and mave the five of you meet up from your respective towers in trinity Municipal Park. your slams are all healed up you've gotten your rest your batteries have been charged both figuratively and literally and you're back together once again
1: all right we ready to do this first official run is gold star disaster we've got the branding we got we got all our accounts shored up and uh Yeah, I'm ready to run some streams We
3: have a map to Popularia (laughs) Yes, we have a map (laughs) (laughs) Also, I have updated myself So that we can navigate through portals I should be able to detect portals to other dimensions That's something we really should have
1: had Like, right out the jump I don't know how we missed that one These masks are a (laughs) handy
3: addition, too Thank you, Trevor Uh, No problem I figured you need to breathe I do not so I need to rectify that. <laughs> all
0: right, well, all these preparations in hand, I, I think we're set to go to make it for the, la- the very final day of the festival. Daibo Khan, here we come.
2: And with that, the five of you get on your hoverboards, power up your rocket knees, kick into Nth gear, and punch through the Thin Zone into Prismatia on your first official run as Gold Star Disaster.